We see Ephesians 1, 17 through 21, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power? I want that part to sink in. The exceeding greatness of His power towards us, who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the places far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named in the world. I want that to, 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 to sit, sink in. Far above every power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come. Father, I pray that you will minister today, that you will open our eyes that we can see, and our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand, what the Word of God is saying to us, and then that we might be changed into the image of your dear Son. That we might become what it is that you designed us in the heavenly design to be. Now, Jesus, we ask you to speak to your people. We ask you to minister we ask you to reveal through the Holy Spirit what we need to know, do, understand, and demonstrate. As you do, we will receive it and release it to your people. From there, we will be corrected. We will be guided, directed, and blessed. We give you praise for all of it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. Amen. We want to, you may be seated. We want to welcome again all those of you that are listening through our media outreach. May God bless you for being a part of our Sunday morning service. And I want to thank every one of you for making the effort to be, for be, uh, to be here today. So, um, okay, bless God. There it is. Now, we're looking at this scripture and we're recognizing that the first two parts of this series Paul is speaking about uh, as he goes through what he is saying here about Jesus Christ uh, having triumph and majesty. Today we're going to look into, if I can get this to work, uh, this dominion issue. And it comes out of verse 20. And it says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Now, the thing that I think the Holy Spirit has impressed upon me to share with you is that when Jesus Christ was sat at the right hand of majesty, at that moment, everything that could fall under his rule fell under his rule. Now, when we go into Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we see Paul contrast Jesus with Adam. He refers to Adam as the first Adam, and he refers to Jesus as the second Adam. And one, he says, is earthly, and the other, he says, is spiritual. Now, this is important for you to understand. It is not the earthly that we need to inherit. inherit nor is it the earthly we ever need to pursue. 
The earthly is going to lead us to separation from God. When we look at Adam, Adam was made in the image of God. We saw that in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. But then in Genesis chapter 2, something happened in Adam after God wrapped him in a body the, to, to surround the image and made Adam a recognizable human being. He breathed into him and said, become a living soul, become alive. Now, what did Adam become alive to? That's the question. If we do not know what Adam became alive to, we can never understand how Adam was meant to have dominion in the first place. So we must understand what Adam became alive to. There are two things Adam became alive to. He became alive to the force. What was the force? It was the image of God that was created in him of which the, bat, the body was wrapped. Then it was the voice. That voice was given into him whenever Jesus or the Godhead breathed into him. Now, if we contrast that with John chapter 20, we're going to see the same type of change occur when Jesus breathes into the disciples and breathes on them and says, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Their entire dominion, their life, their, their style of living, their character, their nature, their attitude changed. They went from running from Christ to running to Christ because they understood that they had been infused with power of dominion. Now here is Adam. Adam is infused with the Spirit of God. He is infused with the voice of God to the extent that he is able to walk and talk with God in the cool of the day. It's total dominion. Everything in the garden, Adam not only named it, but Adam took care of it. Can you imagine the expanse of his ability to have total dominion over the Garden of Eden as one man and one woman? Total care of everything the Garden had. How come? Because in him he had a force. And out of him he had a voice. And when those two things matched together, everything that happened, Everything that needed to be done could be done by the speaking of his voice and the processing of the force from which the voice came. So he didn't have to stand in the middle of the garden. He could speak from wherever he was, and the force of that voice would bring everything into control from wherever he was. That's why it's important for you to understand that when Jesus sat down at the right hand of majesty, no longer did it matter for him to walk among mankind because there was a force and a voice that was in him that could speak from wherever he was into the portals of the earth and reach out and touch and minister and move. Why? Because he had the force and the voice of dominion. God said to to. Adam, whenever he made him in the image of us, he said, you're going to have dominion over everything. You're going to have dominion over the fish, over the cattle, over the trees, over the flowers, over everything that's in the sea. You're going to have dominion over everything that creeps on the earth. Oh, you didn't catch that. He said, you're going to have dominion over everything that creeps upon the earth. 
Now there was something that was coming into Adam's life that was going to creep upon the earth that was going to challenge Adam's dominion. How was it going to challenge it? It was going to challenge Adam's dominion by Adam's ability to consider the possibilities. If you consider the possibilities in your human side, you will run off and chase things that God never designed for you to do. And in so doing, you will lose dominion. In so doing, you will lose your power. In so doing, you will lose the heavenly control. And that's what Adam did. He ran off with, with Eve who saw the possibilities of what she could if she would eat of that fruit and pass it on to Adam. Now here's the problem. It was not the first Adam that was deceived by the creeping thing. He didn't attack him because he knew that he had power over the creeping thing. It was the walking thing he didn't have power over. See it? It was the walking power over. Now wait a minute. Is that true? Sounds good, but it's not true. Because God told Adam he would have dominion over everything that moved. Except Adam's eyes got blinded in this dominion by what he was looking at and the possibilities. He said, your flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. What was he saying? You're not going to do anything that's going to hurt me. Because I made you flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone, never understanding that she had gone off out of dominion of which flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone gave her and took up a narrative with the deceitful creeping thing until the creeping thing got her to eat of a fruit and then take it, flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone, and give it to Adam. And Adam then said, oh, this must be all right because you haven't died. You haven't died. Maybe we misunderstand. The possibilities are that we have misunderstood. So Adam then takes the apple and eats it. And the next thing you know, Adam looks down. She's naked. He's naked. They're running into the woods to hide from the very voice that gave them dominion. Now that's where our world is today. We are laid naked before him and we're running off after every narrative that we possibly can to hide ourselves from the very voice that gives us dominion. We hide ourselves in churches thinking that if we hide in this church and this doctrine, well, everything will be okay, but we have no dominion. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? We run off, I'm not going to name them. I don't need to name them. You know who they are. You know where they are. You know what they practice and you know what they preach. And we run off into that church thinking, well, over here everything will be okay, but there's no dominion. Why? Because we're chasing the possibility. We're not chasing the dominion. Paul said that Jesus Christ, being the second Adam, ministered into the earth the spiritual thing. Well, what was the spiritual thing that God gave Adam? He gave him the spiritual image of us, which brought him into dominion. Now we see Jesus Christ sit down at the right hand of God and God say to him, you sit here and prop up your feet until I make every enemy become your footstool. What's he saying? There is dominion. 
Now, what did Paul say that Jesus Christ, being the second Adam, was doing? He was quickening and making alive. What? The dominion that the first Adam gave away. So you are living under Jesus Christ. Now, watch. You're not living under his dominion. You are living in his dominion. That's different. That is totally different. Because in you resides both the force and the voice. How do we know that? Paul told us so. Where did he tell us? Colossians 1, 26 and 27. He said the Christ is in you, the hope of glory. What is glory? Well, we know that glory in the Greek and the Hebrew have two different meanings. One means beauty, power, and purpose. So you're living in the, the dominion of his beauty, power, and purpose. What is his beauty, power, and purpose? Very simple. That you might have dominion over what? Over this world. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, you can have dominion over the world. You don't have to live a slave, captive, blind, bruised, and broken, and poor in the spirit world anymore, because out of heaven came the man that would reconcile where the first Adam fell and was defeated and lost dominion, and he would reconcile that dominion to himself and then come and live in you so that you can live in dominion. Glory to God. You can live in the perfect perspective of peace. You can live in the perfect perspective of joy. You can live in the perfect perspective of the spirit of truth. You can live in the perfect perspective of the glory that is Jesus Christ. What is that? Well, we know that to be mercy, graciousness, long-suffering, and abundance of goodness and truth. You can live in that dominion. It belongs to you. It's provided for you. How did you get it? You got it in Him. How did you get it? You got it because you stopped looking at worldly possibilities. We get drug out, strung out by worldly possibilities. We get drug out and strung out by jobs. We get drug out and strung out by such things as self-help books. People read and tell us how they got rich. Self-help books, you know it. We, we get drug out and strung out by motivational speakers. We get drug out and strung out by amateur psychiatrists who are standing in pulpits around the world and telling you a, a, a message of self-help, a message of ability to motivate yourself, a message to be your best you, when all the while those earthly things are the exact reason that Adam failed to begin with. Those earthly things, those things that are made up of what man thinks in his own intellect. And we're running to hide in churches that are teaching this intellectual gospel, that are talking about messages from the Old Testament and trying to paint a picture of how they relate to you today out of the intellect, never in the spirit. There's no divine revelation in it. And so therefore our dominion has been given away. But my friend, the blood of Jesus Christ will form with grace in you and your faith can take back the dominion that Christ died for you to have. 
What dominion is that, Pastor? What dominion is that? It is the ability to take the force. What is the force? It's the image. Where is the image? If you're in Christ, it's in you. Now, I want to tell you that today on what I'm saying. Look at what the scripture says, if I could go back here real quick. Listen to what he said. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe this great dominion power of Jesus Christ resides, my friend. It is exceedingly great, and if you believe, it is in you. You do not have to wonder where your power or your strength is. It was brought, it was wrought out of hell by Jesus Christ. Look at what it says. As he raised him from the dead, he didn't just raise him, he seated him and said, sit down right here, you're through. Your dominion, your ability to get people to live in dominion is over. Now I'm going to take the devil and I'm going to run him around like a rag doll and they're going to have your dominion to take control of the world in which they live in, not by earthly means of money, power, wealth, but by spiritual means that are going to flow from the seat where you sit. What a blessing. This is the power of which he gave us the greatest power known to man, and we absolutely live as if it doesn't exist. We live as if it's never been given to us. It is imperative that you read and understand 1 Corinthians 15 and 40, 44, 45, 43 through 49, because you're going to identify something that you must be aware of. Jesus became the second Adam. If he became the second Adam, he has all of the dominion that the first Adam could have, except the first Adam's dominion was relegated to the Garden of Eden. The second Adam's dominion is relegated to he who sits on the circle of the earth. He who rides on the flood. He who says no weapon formed against you shall prosper because this is the heritage of the children of God. That's the man that has dominion over your world. There is no length. There is no height. There is no breadth. There is no depth. There is no place that you can go that his dominion is not enforced. But it has to be enforced by one who will enforce it. There is the secret. There is the missing link. We, having this ability to live in dominion, don't know how to enforce it. Why? Because we're running after a doctrine and not after Jesus. We're running after an intellect and not after Jesus. We're running after a sharp word and not after Jesus. We're running after self-help and not after Jesus. We're running after a motivational speaker and not after Jesus. My friend, if you're going to live in dominion, you're going to have to run, run, run. Don't walk, run after Jesus. You're going to have to place your affections on things above, not on of the earth. You're going to have to look unto the author and the finisher of your faith. You're going to have to live in a place called dominion. Where is it? It's under the shadow of the things of all God. 
Look at Psalms 91. It'll break down everything the dominion does for you. It'll give you absolute control and power in this world by the thing that God wrought through Jesus Christ for you to have. It's yours and you don't know it. You don't live in it. Dominion belongs to you, my friend. It was purchased for you. Why? Why was it purchased just for you? That's the question. How come it was purchased for you? Because the second Adam, listen to the scripture, has made you, quickened you to be alive. He quickened you through the spirit world to be alive. In other words, he went into your spirit, man, and he brought back the force. And then he went into your soulish realm, and he brought back his own mind. See, that's what separated Adam. Adam did not only have the force of the image. He had the ability in his soulish realm to use the voice. You have that same ability. Becky up this morning, and what did she say? The power of life and death is where? In the tongue. You have that ability. You don't live like you have that ability. Because in every circumstance that comes up in your life, it's bad, it's bad, it's no good, this is too bad, this is whatever your negative flow comes. Why? Why? Because you've taught yourself to think earthly. You've taught yourself to be earthly. You've taught yourself to think and talk like those that you've surrounded yourself with. You know, I looked around the other day and I realized I don't have many friends. I don't. I have a lot of people that call me from around the country, but I don't have many friends. I don't run around with many people. I don't go here and yonder with many people. You know why? Because what I do, you know what I hear? I hear earth. I hear earth. I hear earth. Earth just popping out of their mouth all the while. Earth just popping out of their mouth all the while. Out of their mouth coming one word that talks to me as a preacher and one word in the spirit world, one word that talks to me as an earth, earth, earth. What do I need with earth? What do I need with earth? I don't have any earth wants. I want spiritual things flowing into my ears. I want the word, so what do I do? I put on a headset and I listen to somebody preaching the gospel. I listen to the word of God. I listen to music about Jesus Christ. And I realize that whenever I do that, my spirit man grows up in the inside of me. And I realize that not only has he brought something in Jesus Christ, he has wrought that in me. Glory. Glory to God. I have that dominion. I have that ability. I have that measure of force and the voice that comes out of me that ministers. Now, now listen to me now. If it doesn't minister to you, it ministers to me. When I hear the word of God, let me tell you what I start doing. I start discerning spirits. I start discerning spirits. When I'm listening and walking with other people, I'm discerning a spirit. I, and someone says, oh, pastor, boy, that sounds like you are deep in this. I ain't talking about discerning his spirit. 
or your spirit or your spirit. I'm discerning my own. I'm looking into me and I'm saying, God, I will not accept in my spirit, man, the earthiness of someone else. I ain't going to do it. I'm discerning me and saying, no, no, no. I will not have in my spirit, man, the foolishness of the earth. That's who I'm discerning. You need to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You need to start looking into your own spirit man. You need to start discerning the spirit that is in you. And whenever you get that spirit fixed, let me tell you what you'll walk in. You'll walk in Christ. You'll walk to Christ. You'll walk from Christ. You'll walk with Christ. Everything you do now, what will happen from there? Dominion. Dominion will come to you. Dominion will be yours. Someone said, Pastor, are you rich then? Yes, I'm a very wealthy man. I'm very wealthy. You look at my bank account and you'll say, well, that don't look so wealthy to me. That don't look no wealthier than anybody. I ain't looking for earthly wealth. I'm not looking for an earthly dollar. I'm not looking for an earthly home. I'm not comparing my home with your home. I'm not comparing my car with your car. I'm comparing my spirit with him. And that's all that matters. I am in Christ Jesus. I am wrought into a position of dominion over principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and high places. And I have that dominion in him, not in the house I live in. Huh? Ain't the way it works. He said he's the second Adam. He's not giving you earthly things. He's giving you spiritual things. I want dominion in my spirit. I want dominion in my spiritual world. I want to be able to speak into my spirit world and cause my spirit world to stand up and take notice that I am one of the Lord's. What do they do when they do that? Let me tell you what Paul said. They bow and every tongue and every knee confesses. Jesus I know, Paul I know, and Mike I know. That's dominion, my friend. That's dominion, my friend. That's dominion, my friend. Whenever you can stand and preach and teach and walk and talk and live in the Spirit of God, you are living in the dominion that has been produced, provided, and given to you by being in Christ Jesus. Now, my friend, that's the spot. That's the honeypot. That's the place where your world now takes no effect. Where you could be at peace all the time. Where nothing disturbs you. Why? Because you're walking in dominion. In dominion, wherever I go, there's a tent that follows me. You can't see it. There's a tent. Looks like a tent that follows me. When everybody else is getting hot, I'm living under this tent. I'm not hot. I'm not in discouragement. I'm not going to walk in fear or doubt because I, I have a tent that follows me. Everywhere I go, it follows me. Someone said, well, what is that tent? Oh, it's called the shadow of his wings. That's what follows me everywhere I go. Everything I do, I'm living under that tent. That tent is a shield to me. That tent is a buckler to me. That tent keeps sickness away from my house. 
That tick keeps me healed. That tick keeps me living under the presence of the dominion of Jesus Christ. Hey, why don't you go there? Why don't you come on up in there? Said he that does what dwells in the presence of the Almighty shall live under the shadow of his wings. That's what dominion is. That's how we live in dominion. We simply don't become a visitor to the house of God. We don't become someone that comes once a week or twice a week or three times a week. What did I tell you about Becky this morning? She's not speaking from where she is. She's speaking from where she's been, dwelling in the presence of Almighty God. That's a different perspective. That's a different perspective. Because most people that are living under the things that Becky shared with you would be walking around with their head down, barely making it. Discouraged, wondering, where are you, God? Why aren't you, God? Why did this, God? How come this happened, God? How come I'm having to go through this, God? I don't see anybody else having to go through this. Why, why me, God? Why is this? Why are you doing this to me? Why? Why? No. When you've dwelled in the house of Almighty God and you walk under that tent, the world can be crumbling, but you're encouraged. The church can look empty, but you're encouraged. Huh? Everything can look like it's not going right, but you're walking in peace. Your world may be tumbling, but you're able to say, I praise you, Lord. Everything falls apart, I praise you, Lord. I'm walking in the presence of God. And people look at you and say, you're crazy. Your world is tumbling. Your world's in trouble. And look at what is happening to you. Where is your God? And you're saying, oh, He's right here. I've got a tent. It's called the dominion of God. And it walks with me. And He talks with me. And He cares for me. And He keeps me along life's journey. And I have no fear. And I have no cares. And I have no worries. I cast every care on Him, and because of His dominion, He brings me out every single time. Because of who He is, and because I have given myself to Him, and I am walking in His dominion, not my own. I'm walking in the spiritual dominion, not the earthly dominion. I am now not only more than an overcomer, but I quit fighting, and I sat down and just took the check. That's where I live, and you ought to live there too. Because he has made him to walk in triumph and in majesty and in dominion so that he could show you what is the greatness of his power towards you. Now, I want you to get this, then I'm going to close. Now, I want you to see this. I want you to understand it. Pay close attention. Look at verse 21. When you understand dominion, that is in you because of Christ Jesus. I want you to see what Paul says here. He says this greatness that is a power that is towards you who believe. That is also a mighty power. 
Now look at verse 21. Has placed him far above all principality. What's that mean, Pastor? He has dominion over everything that has any control anywhere in heaven, earth, and hell. So any earthy thing that would come against you, he's already over it. Now watch it now. And giving you that same power. Just read it. And what is the exceeded greatness of his power toward us? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought by force in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now watch what he did. Far above all principality. So what has he given to you? The power to operate far above all principality. It is not just in Jesus. It's in you. That's what Paul said. I ain't reading this out of my own handwriting. That's the word of God from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. Then he said that any power that comes against you, there has already been a greatness of power that has been positioned to be above it. And if you believe in him, then that places you in the position of power above any power that attacks you. Amen. That's dominion, my friend. Then he says, if there is any ability that someone has that looks like it's better than yours in the earthy, he has given you the power to have a greater, not an equal, but a greater ability. That's what he said. He said the greatness of his power towards you. Think about if you would operate in the power of Jesus Christ, who would you be? What could you do? How could you manifest the dominion that heaven is for? He says, anybody got an ability, you got a greater ability. He said, anybody that has any kind of dominion, they look like they're in control. They talk like they're in control. They act like they're in control. They say to men, go and the men come. Any of those, you are above. You are better. You don't have to be equal. You're above them. Because greater is he that is in you that is in the world. And as he is, so are we in this world. That's dominion, my friend. Every name, every name that's named. Now watch it now. Not only in this world, but in the world that is to come. My friend, if you would just grab... Even if you don't understand what I'm saying today, even if it has not come into you in the full understanding, but you're hearing me and you're saying, Pastor, I don't get it all, but I'm going to take this scripture and I'm going to listen to this message and I'm going to ask God to form in me by grace and the blood through faith the understanding of who I am and what my dominion in this world Actually, is I'm going to ask God to form Christ in me until I can live in this dominion, until I can discern my spirit, till I stop this old stinking thinking and foolish talking and begin to talk, act, walk, and move in the divine revelation 
in the divine power and the divine inspiration that is my dominion in Christ Jesus, and I'm going to be over everything, every power, every principality, every dominion, and everything that is named, whether it's now or later, I'm going to learn to live in it, then you will begin to undertake the walk. Now watch me. That Jesus designed you to have. God designed you to walk in dominion. Now I just want to say this and I'm closing. How do I know that? Because I went back and looked at Adam. Adam was designed in the image of God with the force and with the soul that would be the voice. He was designed that way. He was designed to walk with God. He was designed to walk in dominion. The second Adam has come, and what has he done? He has designed the mechanism in you that would so bring you into the dominion of Jesus Christ that you could speak out of the force that is in you, and life would be produced. Bow your head and close your eyes. Father, I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for the Word of God. For we, we have in us the dominion of Jesus Christ. We have it. May you form it by grace and the blood in us today. May our faith reach out and grab it. And say, I'm taking what is formed in me by the word of scripture today. I'm taking what is formed in me by the power of the Holy Ghost. The greatness of the power of Jesus Christ to me. I'm taking it. I receive it today in my spirit, man. I receive it. It belongs to me. Why? Because I see it in the Word of God. And the revelation of it has been brought into my understanding. And because I now see it in revelation, I can now take it out of the spirit world by grace and the blood, attach my faith to it, and the gift of that faith will cause it to manifest in me. And as it manifests in me, the force and the voice will begin to come out of me in a new way. It'll be a way of peace. It'll be a way of joy. It'll be a way of the Spirit of God. And it'll be a way that the glory of Jesus Christ is manifested through me. Now I could stop there and start preaching again on what the Holy Ghost has said, what Jesus told the Holy Ghost to manifest from Him. But I won't. You'll have to get that at another time. But I want you to know today, in you resides your own answers. In you resides your own dominion. God, give it to them. Open their eyes to it right now. Bring it into their mind. Bring it into their spirit by grace and the blood. Let their faith attach to what's been formed in them. And may it come out of them in a force that is a life-creating force. In the name of Jesus who is a high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Now stand up, raise your hand, take it in. Father, I take it. I take it today. It belongs to me. I have, hallelujah, I have dominion. Dominion is mine. I'm taking it. It belongs to me. You gave it to me. I saw it whenever I understand that you were the second Adam. Whenever I saw that you were quickening my spirit, and the purpose of the second Adam in my spirit was to bring me into the thing that the first Adam gave away. And the second Adam is going to give to everyone who believes. That's what your word said. I take it. Say it out loud with me. I take it. 
I take my dominion. I have a force, say it, I have a force in me. I have a voice that comes out of me. And from those two things, I am in Christ Jesus. And I am living in the dominion of life. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. I want to speak to those of you on Facebook. We love you. The Word of God needs, must, can, should, and will resonate in your heart. And will form in you, by grace and the blood, the message of which we preach today. Now, if you're not saved, that's your first step. You need to come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. How do you do that? You simply say, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I want to walk away from my sin. I want to make you my life. There, having accepted Him, having believed on Him because of the word that you've heard, not because of anything else, but because of the word that you've heard, there is peace and dominion in Him. And you can walk into that dominion and you can be blessed. And your tongue can become a product of the force that lives within you. And as so, it'll begin to pronounce living things in your life. As you do this, get in the Word of God. Spend some time in prayer. Find a church that's preaching truth. Get into that church that is preaching truth. That church may not be your grandma's church. It may not be your grandma's church. It may not be your relatives or anybody else's church. Find some place that's preaching the truth, not out of the intellect under the anointing because when you do you will find the demonstration of truth that will resonate in your spirit man and educate you on living a life in dominion that's what you need father i pray for these touch them today minister to every hearer of this message regardless of what media avenue they're listening Bring truth into their lives. I praise you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, our man, and the God. Father, I pray your hand. I pray that they today begin to dwell under the tent of the shadow of the Almighty God. That they would begin to dwell under that shadow and it would bring dominion into their lives life by the force that is the greatness of the power of God that's given to us may they begin to live in the dominion over powers and principalities and dominions and names and everything that's in this world of which you have given them in Christ the power to live as more than an overcomer keep them in the tent of the shadow of your wings. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord and our man in the Godhead, go and be blessed. God bless you.